0: you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals then there's only one place to be one place to be the ins and out podcast with your host Kane Silva in this episode of the Ins and Outs podcast, I spoke to a very, very talented man. He's 23 years old. He's an actor and his name is Richard Linnell. He is a, an actor. He was in Hollyoaks for two years. He's been in the West End. He's done straight plays. He talks all about acting and I'm not going to lie. Thank God he's good at talking because I am so hungover today. It is unreal. I couldn't even think. He was talking to me. He was saying such great things and my brain was taking everything in but my mouth was struggling to respond. So thank goodness he was good at talking because today I was absolutely shite. But here is a massive shout out because he was fantastic. He gives some great information, some great knowledge on being an actor. Not gonna lie, he knows his shizzle. So here is Richard Linnell. Boom, and we're in, motherfucker. What up? What up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank, thank you for coming. Thank Isn't you it a good? Gl- it's a very glamorous setting we're in.
1: Indeed, yes, it's bringing me back to my childhood.
0: Isn't it funny when people go, "Oh, what's it like backstage?" And I think people have this misconce- misconception of what they're idea of behind the curtain is really oh, like. Oh, definitely. And you yeah. come to like your star dressing room, there's yeah. a fucking shithole. It's abs- Yeah. They haven't tiled that the thing walls. Where it's like,
1: yeah, no, haven't tiled the walls in about 12 years. The shower's got life growing in it. Yeah. It's the thing where it's like, you've got to remember they spend all the money where the customers are.
0: Yeah, because the seats out there are gorgeous.
1: Exactly. The front of house is lovely. The backstage, well, that will get updated when it becomes structurally unsafe.
0: Yeah, when no one can live in it, when exactly. it's not hygienic <laughs> anymore. I feel like it's getting there, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think this room has been updated since I did panto in it about 10 years ago.
0: 10 years ago. Well
1: Actually, hang on. Wait, how old am I now? How old are you? 22 so actually it's 11 years oh my god
0: (laughs) oh to be 22 (laughs) fuck you've made me feel real old the night out wouldn't have been quite as bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah not yeah i would have come in feeling fresh as daisy so i was just explaining to richard how very hungover i am because we went out in Skegness last night and i drank all the gin and all the vodka available at the bar got in at like 5am like that And then driving here, I was thinking, I'm actually like kind of okay. And then I came to myself, is maybe I'm still drunk. And it's going to hit me later. I know, but I felt all right. So I was just going with it. Whamsh me. I told you that would happen, didn't I? Yep. It's okay. It's getting It happens every podcast. (laughs) (laughs) About four more, I reckon. Yeah. Until they get the hint. This door Next. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's
1: going to he's gonna go round and then come in the same, yeah, door, come and in the same door and realise he's dressing oh, room as two doors. Go, oh, shit,
0: sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Richard, tell me a bit about yourself. Uh, you're an actor. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. So you're yes. an actor.
1: Yeah, I am an actor in the loosest sense of the word. Yeah, um, I've been acting since I was a kid. Add any stereotype you wish to mm-hmm. that. Um Yeah, started, as I said, in fact, Panto in this very wonderful building itself. Uh, From there, I've done uh, musicals in the West End, I've done straight drama, Mm -hmm. um, done a few bits and pieces of TV, done some voice work, and most recently spent three years up north in Holyoaks, yeah.
0: How is it doing the big TV world? It's (laughs) different. Holyoaks up north.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a whole, that's, you know, doing TV and then doing Holyoaks. They're both very different to general life around here, because... You never really. First of all, you never really prepared to like move up somewhere for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, you
0: always go. I'm going to go for a quick. Exactly. Like, you know, six months at the most well, for exactly, a contract. Yeah, or yeah for like a that.
1: contract. Oh, rather than oh yeah, you you're, you're like you're moving up there. As yeah. In, like they put you up there for six weeks and then. Find yourself a flat. Start, you know, find, get get yep. you know get that rent started. Full Re, on move. Relocate in. on exactly. your own. Literally commit. relocate. Age of eighteen. Go. So off to IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you you were eighteen. I was eighteen when I started. Yeah. So, so you
0: moved at eighteen up north on your own to start probably well the biggest job. The biggest job life. I done. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The biggest job
1: I done. Yeah. Exactly. So that was a, that was a bit mental. Yeah. But. um, the show the show's fast paced enough that it keeps you it keeps you busy mm-hmm. enough that you don't have time to think and freak out about it. Like the story I always tell about like quite how fast paced the show is, is that when I was doing my auditions, um, I went through about three or four rounds of auditions because uh-huh. um, they were cut. They they brought in my entire family. There are about five of us that came in at the same time. Yeah. Um, so they do the audition and then I'd hear nothing for like a week and I'd go, okay, cool, I haven't got it, move on. And then the agent would be like, oh no, no, they want to bring you up again, can you come up tomorrow? And it would always be like, really last minute, get yourself up to Liverpool for another audition. That mm-hmm. happened about three times. And then, was just, like the last one, they'd cast pretty much the entire family, but my part and one other. And there mm-hmm. were three of us left. We all went in, read with the rest of the guys who'd clearly already been cast, and then heard nothing. So I was like, okay, I haven't got this. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then uh, phoned up the agent and just be like, just to check, we haven't got it. And she was like, uh, no, we don't know. I was like, oh, she was like, no, 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 literally, I've asked them, and they don't know yet. They mm. haven't decided, because she was um, she phoned them. And asked, look, if it's a no, please tell us so we can just move on. Yeah. Um, then wait a bit longer and then get a phone call I remember this it was a Thursday and it was about just like just gone four um, a phone call premise this I live in a bungalow so this makes sense which is a phone comes in through the window
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm on the ground floor so a phone comes in from the window and my mum going oh it's your agent and they want to talk to you and they go okay first of all you got the part secondly they want you up there tonight to start work 9am tomorrow morning
0: Fabulous.
1: Fabulous, exactly. And that was the day of the tube strikes. So I had about 25 minutes to pack an overnight bag and get the last train I could up north, cut to sat in a um, jury's Inn hotel on Liverpool Docks at 11 o'clock at night with a pizza my dad had ordered to the hotel because he knew I wouldn't get dinner. So <laughs> they're going, what just happened? And the pace of it didn't really slow down much from there. So... Yeah. That was quite nice because it didn't give you time for that kind of like self-critical actor mode to go. Oh my god! How am I going? Oh my god! Oh so my god! It was yeah. just get on with it. Just go.
0: Did you get any time off? Like, so what was like? What was your schedule from that? Yeah. From that um, trip straight up. What yeah. was it? A-
1: um. So went in straight away and then did the first day when starting a nine was kind of like character orientation, where they bring you in, they start, they give you the scripts, they discuss. You sit down with some of the producers, some of the writers, mm-hmm. and talk about the character and what they think the character's going to be ask you a bunch of questions about how you think the character would be which is mm-hmm. hilarious because you don't know very you know very little about the character at that point yeah. so you're just going off the top of your head and they're like do you think they'd cry in public or in private and you're like which is going to be easier to shoot yeah. in private. <laughs> private in private in <laughs> private. which actually as it turns out is it was the worst decision because that then means you're crying on your own in a room with nothing to act against yeah. so i would have i would recommend in public because then at least you have another actor to play off but um, yeah, so you do all that stuff, and then because we were family, they brought us into what they called character workshops, so mm-hmm. they brought all of us together into what turned out to be our living room. We didn't even know at that point. Hilarious. Um, and, yeah, living room set, and then gave us a bunch of scenarios and just improv'd, which on your first day is quite terrifying, yeah. but very quickly breaks down, That is the thing, because it's a scary situation, and you're all put into it together, so very quickly the family like groups together, because you're all in that at the same time, so... Yeah you're all kind of like the, the you're all fam- in the same boat I'm on the same boat so those family ties get made quite quickly and also all of us were southerners so we'd all moved up north at the same time so mm. of course you know all of us being like well, where, where are you looking at finding oh you found places to do you know flats and that kind of stuff and like let's go out to dinner together because we don't know where we're going Of course. so all that so like that was the first day mostly and then they give you a bunch of scripts and learn over the weekend like mad because i've got about seven scripts just like bam put down on the desk turns out of course didn't need to know all of those immediately. It no. was just that was just the backlog. They'd been like sat in the drawer, being like, "They'll get given to whoever gets cast for this role." Yeah, but that's uh, the next
0: three weeks of script. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the shooting, and then as it comes down into like you're part of the cast now. It's it shoots Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. um, eight thirty to six thirty is the shooting times. But if you're um, if you're a guy, you're likely to get called in for makeup at about seven fifty, and if you're a girl, about seven.
0: Yeah, you're in early. Yeah. Um, d- if you're not needed, are you allowed to have the day off?
1: Uh, yeah, you can kind of It's an interesting one. The way that it works is that you're on a retainer Monday to Friday. yeah so um, you do have the like if you're not in, you, you have the day off, but
0: but you can't go and you can't, do another gig
1: exa- well, yeah, you de- yeah first of all, you definitely can't do another gig, but also you have to have your phone on and you have to be able because the schedule can change yeah. because, because of the speed at which they're you know filming mm-hmm. um, that they have to uh, the, the way that I describe it is that they uh, they're pumping out a film a week two and yeah. a half hours of finished footage is coming out a week because it's yeah. got five five half hour episodes Yeah, which is a mental amount to think because when you think like a normal drama you know I don't know something like um, Killing Eve or something like mm-hmm. that maybe, maybe not that because the production value is mental but just a normal BBC drama yeah. something like that ten episodes that will take about four months for them to film mm. you know about ten hours will take about four and a bit months so every week to be pumping out two and a half hours
0: yeah it makes you think well their preparation exactly must yeah. start you know, at least a month in, adv- months months in, in advance, in advance yeah, writing yeah. so they have yeah, an idea of what's going on. The scheduling
1: is at least six months in advance. I know that. So then, the schedule. So if, for example, someone's ill, mm-hmm. they can't afford to waste any time. So they have to put new scenes on the day. So yeah. you can, and it's happened many times. You get phoned over through the day, and we need you in this afternoon to do this scene. And then suddenly, okay, okay, can you send me through which scene it is? Because I'm out. I don't know, my scripts with me. Oh, it's that one. Cool. Okay. So your short term memory gets very good because you get very, you get used to quite quickly just like quickly throwing in those two pages and go do them and then forget it forget it it's Move gone because yeah.
0: i guess it's so much going in and out that you you can't afford to hold on to stuff no, you exactly. like get rid yeah. of it it's as soon the as com- it's
1: complete opposite to you know theater which yeah is, which you've, you've got... got to
0: remember every day for the next four years exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got a
1: year's contract you've got a year's contract of this you know 90 page script that you learn the whole thing and then you do it every night you know eight yeah. shows a week for a year so it's a completely different set of skills so it's a what
0: did you do in theatre? What did you, do? you said you did West End. What did you do yeah, in West End? Um,
1: I start, uh, um, the first West End job I did was the Sound of Music at the Palladium, nice. which was a lot of fun. Yeah, doing the little Von Trapp kids. Yeah. That's sort of cute. So I did, th- I did that. I did um, Love Never Dies, which was the sequel to Phantom when mm-hmm. that first came out. I was in the first cast of that. Um, I worked at the Globe doing... I did a season at the Globe, which was mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of fun. I've been I've been incredibly lucky. Like I think back at my CV and I go, how on earth have I managed to do yeah. these things? And I realise it's also because living i'm very I'm very aware of the privilege I've been given just by the fact that i am i live this like you know this area we're yeah. quite close to London mm-hmm. so the amount of kids who live quite close to London who have the ability to travel into London to do shows there aren't that many like yeah. you know the the amount of kids who wish to go into the arts yeah. There are not, you know, you take that spread out across the country. There's only so many that are within this vicinity of London. So I'm yeah. very aware that the pool of talent they are pulling from is a lot smaller than it is when you're an adult actor. So of course. I, so that's one, you know. So I'm I'm am aware that part of that is down to my situation, but um. So yeah, I worked at the Globe. I did a, I did a show at the Old Vic, which mm. is actually how i did a show at the old vic with a friend of your friend which yeah. is how everything in this industry works it's friends of friends yeah. of friends who do you know well i know exactly. this person
0: me too hey. you should meet this person <laughs> pass on to the next
1: absolutely yeah so yeah i've done a bunch of, so i've done a kind of a smorgasbord of a bit of everything so i've done modern plays i've done shakespeare mm-hmm. um musicals musicals
0: what 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 do you favor mm. out of the do you prefer west end do you prefer tv what would you be your oh, and, uh, and yeah. why
1: yes um I don't know if I have an out-and-out favourite. The thing I would say was that TV is generally easier. Like, yeah. just as the, the lifestyle is easier than theatre, but I find theatre more rewarding. Yeah. So that's the tra- trade-off. It's like, how am I feeling today? Am I feeling tired? In which case, I'd probably say TV because it's just less stressful. Because, of course, if you screw up, you just go again. No one cares. L- yeah. Literally and, no one cares. And there's
0: not, I guess... Eight hundred people staring at you. Yeah,
1: there's about twenty people, and none of them care. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, don't yeah. don't think about it. Just do exactly. the shit again. Just do it. Just do it again, and that's that's the great. That's the great and bad thing as well it's like because you can easily get in your own head and get on because actors are inherently insecure creatures whereas mm-hmm. like if you screw up you're like ah, god damn it oh I'm making a fool of myself really and then, hard you, on yourself when you realize none of the crew care they really don't in the nicest way possible you're their mate you're there to do a job and then you go home and they're there to do a job too exactly that's all they care about so when you realize that that's quite freeing like when you talk to because with the way like um, with a soap opera it's often quite dramatic so there's often a lot of tears yes and that kind of stuff and crying as an actor is one of the harder things you can do. I mean, mm-hmm. some people find it incredibly easy and they terrify me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're you're a sociopath. Yeah. What, what are you pulling from? <laughs> exactly. Where's this coming from? They can just cry a drop of a hat. Um so lots of crying happens. Crying is a very hard thing to do and the speed at which you shoot, you don't have the luxury of being able to like build up that emotional journey, which uh-huh. is when you have to kind of come to terms with what part of this is art and what part of this is a job. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's and that I feel like that comes really to a head in a soap where you get both of those sides meeting in the middle, where it's like, yeah, this is a job, you're here to give the director what they need, what's been put in the script, do it. So that's when the makeup department, I'm just going to pull back the curtain here completely and ruin everything. Is that there's loads <laughs> of ways that um, you can have an actor crying without them just motivating it themselves. You've yeah. got stuff like tear stick, which is essentially just. Vaseline lipstick basically it's a lipstick makes tube eyes water, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lipstick tube full of Vaseline that you can put on you normally they take a cotton bud dip a little bit and put it under your eyes so it makes your eyes water if you have been crying and they need to like because also this is the thing where it's like if you're shooting for hours tears dry water dries up yeah, of course. you have to look like you've got like tears streaming down your face for hours so what they'll do is they'll use things called viscous tears which is like gel and they'll put that on oh, your face nice. to have tear tracks there's all these things that the makeup department can do and normally like I did this as well, and I noticed as new people would come in, you're very resistant to it when they first start because, as an actor, you've got the idea of like, no, 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 I can do no, I'm going
0: to do this on my I'm own. I'm
1: going to do it properly. I'm going to be like a real actor. And then I remember I was on. I, was on, I remember like one time when I was seeing that I was. The ego happened. gets in the exactly, way. Exactly, the ego gets in the way, and I don't blame people because it's like, particularly when you're coming up through kind of like drama school and stuff, they focus very much on the craft and the aspiration of yeah. it, which while that is amazing. A lot of the time, it doesn't line up with how the industry actually works in itself. Yeah, which and that's one of those things where it's like I wish that more of that was taught. Yeah, because we were on a location shoot, which for Hollyoaks is always a little bit more stressful mm-hmm. because most of it's shot in in their sets on yeah. you know in the actual studios themselves, which is a lot easier. When you're on location, there's a lot more variables going on, and they had a big steady cam shot, which is when they've got if you've ever seen. Um, you know, for the layman, if you've ever seen one of those crazy shots where it looks like the camera's floating, yeah, and they run through loads of people, and it happens to follow the person exactly, it's following the person. Or, like, um, you, you, most of the time, what you will have seen these on sporting events, yeah, they used to see people nowadays, they've got more the camera on that big wire. But yeah. back in the day, you'd see dudes with these massive rigs attached to them, <laughs> and it yeah, looked kind running. of like an Iron Man just like running mm-hmm. across the field to yeah. like follow the guy, and the camera stays dead steady. So, they've got one of these big rigs going all the way through all these people. There was like, um, it was a car crash on in like a middle of a field. So there was mm-hmm. like ambulances and like pyrotechnics yeah. and loads of extras. It was going through all these people and then they had to end on this guy and he had to be crying. And uh, and it's really muddy. So everyone's like tripping over and stuff. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Therefore, so when they go right, it needs to be on. Yeah. So as an actor, you have to be, you have to, be, it's one of those unfortunate things where it's like everything takes loads of time to get set up. And then once everything else is ready, go. go. Yeah, exactly. So I saw I saw that like I saw the guy like struggling with it and they're like offering Tear stick. i was like, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. And then I just like went up to the director with an earshot and was like What's your opinion of Tear Stick? What do you think about it? Just so you could hear He was like, Oh, I literally don't care. He's like As long as uh, whatever you need to get the shot, I do not care. Yeah, if you get just, the shot, I love you.
0: He just wants it to be done. Well exactly,
1: and, and it's and it's not in a mean way. It's really in it's like literally it doesn't matter. There's no ego, there's no chest beating, there's yeah. none of that rubbish. It's and the and this the, the example that i can't remember i'm stealing things from other people now i can't remember who said this but there's someone far more interesting than i am um said <laughs> um would you say that a receptionist was bad at her job because she used spell check it's literally a tool to make a job brilliant. Easier. that's all it is yeah. so with tv you come up against that and particularly with a soap because of how quickly they shoot you come up against that like swallow your pride and do your job yeah and sometimes like and that's and that's when this becomes a job because quite a lot of the time you'll you'll understand this is you're having far too much fun for this to actually be a job, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. which is why yeah, you know, which is why we do it because
0: because because we're passionate about it. And we love it exactly. But there are those moments where you go, I haven't got this in me today. It's a job
1: exactly. Yeah, and you have to, and that's and that's when it becomes, that's when it becomes a job because most of the time you'll have it. As I said, it's. Such an amazing time, and when everything's working and it's all going and it's like all artistic and great, and that's when you're like, oh, this is the best job in the world. But of course, that can't last forever. That's when that's there are the days when you have to go. This is a job, and
0: I'm not feeling this today, but I've got to do it. I don't want to work with that person. I don't want to do that scene. Yeah, I have to do it. I don't want to. to, You know, I don't want to be in at six today. (laughs) You have to. No matter how much you love it, sometimes you do get that. You have to. I haven't got it in me. Mm. I always was fascinated with. You know, like like you were just saying, and your tear stick thing kind of makes it all make sense now. Because I hadn't, I was, in my head, I was like, there's got to be a way around this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what if you're like deep in like an emotional scene? Mm. Like I always think of like Julia Roberts in the film Stepmom, yeah. and it's so emotional. And even watching it, you get so attached. I'm like, what happens if they fuck up? And then they've just got to go. We have to do all that scene again. I'm like, mm. how do they get themselves to that place again? Yeah, D- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because Definitely. they've got to leave that place to start the scene in a normal state. To get back to that place, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's always that's always a um, that's always a problem because also with with let's kind of like the the bit of the craft that's the interesting one, which is like talking about emotional scenes mm-hmm. where it's half of whether or not you start the scene. It's always these little things. Where it's like, do I start crying in the middle of the scene or do I come into the scene crying? Cause if you come into the scene crying, you can completely psych yourself up and get yourself crying on your own. And because I mean, I, you know, people have triggers all the time. You know, you've seen, if everyone's seen fame, you know, they go think yeah. of Meryl Streep and all that stuff. <laughs> I won't sing too much. Otherwise I'll get copyrighted. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. So you can like use me. Mu- I use music. I find music incredibly like affecting to like what was it? someone said it was like way to hack your brain. Yeah. You, know, you, brain have that hacking, play- of you have that playlist of music that can make you sad. And if you put it in and like focus and think about sad things, I, know, I, can, I, get, I can get, I can to get myself to that place where I can cry. Yeah. So when if you come into the scene crying, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if you just have to start crying in the middle of the scene at the drop of the hat, that's when you really rely on the other people in the scene. Yeah, which is why when I said like saying that you cry on your own is, is not helpful. No, it's not because you've um, got no one to play tennis with. You've got no one. You know yeah, mean? exactly. And um, and that's one of, and that's one of those other things where it's like I don't know how much, don't know necessarily how much of this gets taught in schools, where it becomes the craft of it is and that's thing of acting on camera, very yeah. specifically for camera, because half of the time no one can see your face. Yeah, you know, it's on the other person. Therefore. It doesn't matter. Like It's the thing where it's like, if you're in the middle of a take with the other person and they're doing incredible job, and they're like really in it and they're crying, yeah. and you fluff up a word, you don't go, ah, oh, fuck, I'm really sorry, can we go again? Yeah. You just stop, say your line again. Yeah. Because they don't need your line on that shot. The shot's on the other person. If the other person's still in the moment, just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and that's one of those things where it's like, that's like how I am. I'm like, I don't care what you say. Like, if you fluff up the line, just keep going because I know what you're meant to have said and I can respond to that. Yeah. So then we can get through it. And that also goes to the point where if the shot's on the other person, your job then is... Is to help them
0: to you're, bring out the best of them. For them, exactly. So it's
1: like even if what you're doing wouldn't look normal on camera, because I like when I did I've got. I, I was incredibly lucky to do, do some amazing stuff with Hollyoaks. And one of the stories we did was a. It was it was um um the it was teen cancer storyline. It was mm-hmm. the two. It was it was myself and my on screen girlfriend. Both of us ended up having cancer. You've never heard that story before. Fault <laughs> in our stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never heard that never. story before. But no. Uh, it, it ended up being incredibly good which is always amazing when there's that many moving parts in a industry in a business like that yeah. you know um, line pictures employs, employs like 300 something people yeah everything came together incredibly well and it was an amazing i'm really proud of that stuff um, and it was really lucky that the two of us had such an amazing work like we just clicked working together Yeah. where it's that thing where it's like, I know exactly what I need to do to help you get to where you need yeah, to be yeah it
0: becomes a partnership isn't it exactly. it's a team yeah. you're not although you are an actor you're still playing a part of a team definitely you know it's yeah. the same as it's the same as us in doing dream boys like we all have different strengths and mm. different weaknesses some are better dancers than others so what you do you sometimes you pull back so everyone looks exactly. even and then sometimes you give a bit more to cover someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it goes both yeah. ways. It's the teamwork, yeah. yeah. I, I always found like I hate doing music videos. For me, music videos is my equivalent of acting as a dancer. Okay. Because yeah. you'll be like sat there for twenty four hours yeah. or whatever, like and they'll go, We need you in at five AM so you get there and then they don't shoot you until <laughs> two you oh, know yeah. and, th- and oh, they yeah. need you now. now. What you couldn't give me a half hour warning. No, no, we no. need you now. Yeah. So you're so not you warmed up. Probably, yeah, yeah. So you get up, you do your do your take and then they go, Cool. Again. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, again, like as in you want me to have the same exactly. amount of enthusiasm yeah. and then they'll go, okay, go sit back down. And then they'll call you back two hours later. We want it again, like it was earlier. And I'm like, but our, our energy is in the same. I'm tired. I've sweated. I've, yeah. you know, yeah. it's so much And yeah. and yeah, to keep it, uh, what's the word like organic yeah exactly do you yeah. mean to keep it sincere keep it feeling, and, yeah. and keep feeling yeah. an emotion to it as opposed to it being like a robot, a robot on yeah, and off because absolutely. that's what music videos always felt like to me you'd be like and they would be like can you just do it again but mm. do it a bit facing that way i'm like but that's not sincere anymore yeah they, that's not the that's, true meaning of the art form to me
1: yeah and that's yeah and that's what kind of what the commercialization of it where it's where yeah and certain degree and that's yeah there are certain times when that can happen as well where it's you you realize that In certain ways, you're seen as a commodity rather than the person. Mm -hmm. You're seen as a thing. You're seen as, like, turn this thing on. Like, they've employed a dancer. You are here to dance. That is what you're doing. In the same way that they've... Do it again. (laughs) Like, they've hired a dancer in the same way that they've hired lights and they've hired a camera. Yeah. You know? And that, yeah, and that's that. Part, as we were saying. That's when you go, oh, this is a job, think of the money. And you just have to go. Um, luckily, like that doesn't happen all the time. And you no. get people who are who understand that you are a human being. Uh, <laughs> not always, but not, sometimes. A, not always. Not even but, often. No. But sometimes. True. <laughs> and when you find those people, you remember them. And you always, no, that's the thing. Yeah, and well, you, they're the ones
0: the, that you tend to work for exactly. more often. Exactly. <laughs> those are the people,
1: yeah, and vice versa as well. It's yeah. like when, you've, when um, you've treated other people as a human, they'll remember you. Yeah, you know, yeah. You never know where you're going to fall. I saw on, I literally saw on Twitter today, someone said, um, they're going up for a part, they've got an audition next week for a part they really want. The director was their understudy 20 years ago.
0: Brilliant. So
1: it's like, never forget never. where people are going to crop up. Never be an arsehole.
0: No, you don't, so, yeah. you don't know who anyone is. Exactly.
1: You know, and it's that, th- it is that thing where it's like, if you kick people on the way up, they'll kick you on your way back down. And yeah. And all of that stuff. And it's, yeah. And it's that kind of seesaw where I'm like, you can, to a certain degree, get away with being a diva, but you've really got to have the talent to back it up.
0: But even, even well, that's then, what I mean. Like the amount,
1: then. the the amount of like crazy talent you have to have to be hard to work with. Yeah. Is, because I've seen those people, and I go, okay, I get why, I get why they're here, but you can see that, that it's that it, they're really on the edge. Yeah. And that's that thing where it's like if you're nice to work with if like if you work well with people, that matters so much it's more. It's a game changer. It's a game changer, absolutely.
0: Like I know so many people are great at their jobs, but don't keep it because they're an ass. And yeah, you know, I've even been a that that person. You've been that per- yeah. I've been that person when I was younger yeah, I was always have, yeah. I was always I'm better than these. Yeah. I'm better than these dancers. I'm be- like, oh why aren't I on that job? And yeah. now I look back on it as a mm a grown man go yeah. that child was immature and was yeah. thinking with his ego. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what Leave I mean?
1: Leave the ego at the door in every yeah. sense of the word.
0: Yeah. 100%. What how did you get into performing?
1: Yes. Okay. Um I started as a dancer.
0: I hey!
1: Uh, I started. It was uh, after school dance club when I was in like primary school. Like there was a dance club that my friend yeah. was like, "Oh, let's go to do this," and I was like, "Okay, cool, great, yeah." Um, I've always had like a kind of an artistic family. Both my parents were musicians. That's oh, how they sick. that's how they met. So yeah, I've always been around art stuff. Um, and my sisters, uh, my sister started playing um instruments and has moved into. Uh, she's now a art teacher. So oh, she does visual arts. Yeah. I can't draw for shit. Uh, she got all of that talent. I cannot draw at all. All creative output. Exactly. So everyone's got a bit of a different creative output. Uh, so I started with dance, and then the dance teacher said, um, Do you want to do after school, like, you know, after school dance lessons? I think, like, that thing, yeah. I don't want to sound like an ass, but, you know, I see some talent though. Yeah. There's, some there's natural, potential. There's here. potential. We, do we can do to something do with exactly. this. Exactly. So I was like, Yeah, sure. So I started. So after school, I was doing um, ballet jazz character dancing if you remember that with the little clog shoes yeah uh and uh tap and those kind of ones and did those after school with her went through the grades did stuff like that and then she um said i think you should audition for the royal ballet school being the very sage nine year old that i was i went oh i don't think i'm ready for that uh so she was like okay cool but basically because i was scared yeah terrified (laughs) this isn't what boys do (laughs) so she was like okay um why don't you try then? There's a local stage school. Um, mm. Jackie Palmer, who's actually l- literally around here. This is how I did the pantos and stuff. So I auditioned for their after-school stuff. It was on a th- back then. It was on a Thursday in a school hall. Like some, it was a school around here. They used the school hall. Yeah. Uh, Audition got in, and that's where the singing and the acting side of stuff started as well. And I realised oh, I love all of this stuff. This yeah. is great. Um, and the they they also have an agency attached to it. So that's when all. If the kids are showing aptitude, they go. Would you like to start in the agency as well? And then you go, Yeah, why yeah. not? And that's then how the professional side of things started when I was about ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Palmer now have they've moved hugely. They're right in the middle of town. They've got a big campus. They do a degree course. They do loads of stuff now. They got they've been accredited by Bucks New Uni, so it's like a proper yeah. drama school. Um, so they've they've. Um, Exploded hugely since since back in the days of Saint Augustine's like school hall, but uh, so that's so that's how that started. And as a kid, um, I did you know, I, this is the thing where it's like kid, children are never pigeonholed, no. Where in the same way that adults definitely are, where that's the, one of the pieces of advice I often give is when people are going, oh, I don't really know what to go to when they go to uni. I'm like, mm-hmm. I it sounds ridiculous, but you have to think what your degree will allow you to do in the arts because yeah. if you have a musical theatre degree it's getting better but you will struggle to be able to get auditions for straight acting. Yeah. There is there is this bizarre stigma in this country around musical theater actors not being able to do straight drama. The other way is not necessarily true. If you've mm-hmm. done a drama degree, the musical theater world is quite happy to accept you. And in America, it's the opposite. They yeah. love musical theatre performers. Hence, hence you see far more of them. Glee, flipping. exactly. <laughs> you know Neil Patrick Harris being in everything. Yeah. And there's that thing where it's like Jeremy Jordan. He was in. You know, he's in what? Is it uh, New Girl No. Which he's in. A, he, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see people flip between doing musicals on Broadway and then going into TV shows. And that happens a hell of a lot more in America than it does in this country. Because
0: and their acting is very different, though. Oh, their it is. T- yeah. Their TV shows are very different. Very different.
1: Yeah. And they're... they're They're kind of like, the kind of genesis of their style of acting is all based on naturalism and and screen acting and Stanislavski and that kind of stuff versus... Our theatre tradition goes all the way back to Shakespeare. Yeah. Where, you know, I can't, there's always that, um, it's that famous um, anecdote thing between, um, who is it? It's Laurence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman, I think, where Hoffman talks about how he likes to, using method acting, likes to yeah. you know, really get into the part like two weeks before the shoot starts and really live as the person and like eat as them and do all of this. And Olivier sat there talking to him and goes, Oh, yes, have you ever tried acting? nice and it just goes to show completely two people's very different approaches because of course back in you know as you wind back to like Shakespeare's time you know you're playing you know it's a man playing a woman and you get your eyes stabbed at the end of every show and None of it's real. None yeah. of that can be real because you can't die every night for a year. That doesn't, and like, and of course, when you go back to the Shakespeare age, that's why every show ended with a dance. That's yeah. why back in Shakespeare's time, they all end with a little singing and a dance, which is what the Globe does nowadays, was because back then, you had to prove to all of the people watching the show that you didn't actually kill them.
0: Yeah, So it, it's it all, finished happy. It's finished. It's like, look, it's this
1: was fake. This was fake. guys. Don't, don't arrest me. Yeah. This was fake. So that kind of has kept in our slightly... That kind of like mild cynicism has stayed in our acting technique as a country i find Mm -hmm. and this ultimately goes back to that thing where i'm like nothing is right nothing is wrong and i'm very much i'm more in that cynical camp of like i don't care what you do acting process wise as long as it works for you, as long as it works, as long, for you, as, it works. As, long as it works, it makes tro-
0: everyone's job easy.
1: Exactly. I, I'm more. I'm more on the crew side of that, where it's like we give, we give what we need to do, and then yeah. we go home. There's the artistic process where it's like things are working. That's brilliant. But it's like ultimately, what's going on in your head is what's going on in your head. It doesn't matter. There's no right. There's no wrong. Find what works for you. Mm. You know, if method works, brilliant. Use that. But be aware that it might not work for everything. And don't feel undermined because you're not doing it properly. Because I find that all the time with like. I was... I was uh, what book was I reading recently? Um, <laughs> a weird one. It was... Um, you ever seen Mythbusters? No. Okay. There was oh, yeah, the TV show. The TV yeah, show, half, yeah. Of course. Uh, one of the guys on it, Adam Savage, has written a book about, like, the art of making things because uh-huh. he's a set designer. And then that kind of spills over into the artistic process because he... And it was part of the book where he said he sees this all the time in artists. He sees it in designers he sees it in writers he sees it in actors where people seem to think the magic of the craft is in the preparation of the craft and not in actually just doing it yeah. where actors think that they've got to have the right process and writers think they need to have the right like you know system and like you know have to go about writing their script in the right way and like doing things in the right way will make it good because inherently the th- the, the process the and the, process wh- the makes way, the way that better. makes the outcome better because it can't be me that's making it good yeah. because none- ultimately it all goes down to the idea of no one fully believing in but no one fully believing in themselves and yeah. thinking they need something else to validate their performance yeah
0: you don't it, it worked <laughs> because I did all this leading up it to it it worked
1: because of this not because I did a good job
0: not because well done to me exactly No. yeah I, yeah. Need, to, I need to work on the process a bit more I'm all up for that why did that work I did it <laughs>
1: <As> <laughs> I, I'm good, that did, one I'm well, that well, guy to be fair that's a much healthier way to yeah, look at things that one. but that's and, what I mean and that's why it's like I, I feel like institutions to a certain degree kind of can feed into that where mm-hmm. it's the thing where it's like listen to everything Learn everything and then cherry pick what you need. That's exactly what I say. It's the same I thing say. with like singing technique as well because there's so many different ways. There's classical technique. There's this still which is very modern and very technical. Mm-hmm. Use bits of all of it. It doesn't matter. Use what's right for you because you're a human being yeah. that's never been before and never will be again. What's happened like, you know, the smorgasbord of things that have happened to you to build you as a person will never happen to anyone else again. Therefore, no one's ever been in your shoes. Yeah. So find what works
0: for you. Like, I um, I teach at uh, dance colleges as well musical theater college, performing yeah. art colleges, I've taught f- for 10 years. And uh, my thing is, I always come across a lot of people who want to be singers or they want to be actors, mm. but they've come to a musical theater school. Mm. And then I'm like, you you really need to learn how to like dance as you well. That's, to, what, yeah. that's what I teach. I don't mm. teach anything else. Yeah. I don't know anything else. I'm a one trick pony and I'm really fucking good at it. And That then, is a good thing. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. Everyone's like, be a jack of all trades. And I'm like, I wish I learned that as a kid. Yeah. But my goal was to very very good at just, work. That's just the thing. one
1: thing that you can be a specialist or you can be a generalist there are places for both there are places
0: for both but I always try and say to them you've come to a musical theatre school but you want to be an actor so to me you're coming to dance class and you're not putting in the effort and the energy because you're like I want to be an actor and then I'm like then you should have went to acting yeah. school not musical theatre yeah, school definitely. and if you don't want to learn to dance because you want to be an actor what Why about you when here? you get Grease? What about when you get, yeah. you know, yeah. with you've got to do want, a hand jive. You, like, you, you wanna need be, to be you, able to dance. You want to be
1: an actor. Okay, right. Then go, um, you want to be an actor. Okay, go for the auditions for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. That movement call is brutal. Yeah. The mo- the movement, yeah. it's a dance. It is incredibly precise dancing. Yeah. You need everything. And that's the thing where it's like, you're in this school for three years and when you get out, only then will you realise the amount of resources that were at your disposal and you that you don't those. have anymore. Yeah, because like I've like I went to a I went to a proper I went to a proper dance class at Pineapple for the first time in about a year and a half last week. Mm-hmm. And who's Fleur?
0: Yeah, the jazzy flair. yes Jazz yeah. flair.
1: because i was like ah oh, i need to i was like because i had i had an audition with a movement call and i was like ah oh, right i might as well get back into this because like, I'd, I'd, I'd stretched like yeah. i'd kept the flexibility going but like it's a thing i didn't notice where it's like yeah. core stability was yeah. fucked <laughs> completely and i was like oh right okay cool uh, <laughs> I was like, I need to figure it you was got, just
0: got to keep them tall. Exactly. That's the
1: thing. It was like, I knew I'd let that tool get blunt. So I was like, I need to bite the bullet, go and do try using it again and find what's yeah, not working. Not let the, the
0: first time I try be, in... be the time I need it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing where I was like, I really took for, and I was talking to some friends because my friends being like, Oh, I haven't gone to a dance class in ages either. It's terrifying. Isn't it? I was yeah. like, yeah, how much did we take it take for granted the fact oh that God. we did like four or five hours of dance a week at school? Yeah,
0: dude, I used to I used to skip ballet. I used to skip boys ballet because yep. I hated the teacher. I used yep. to used to be like, I'm not doing contemporary. This oh, is sorry, shit. I've
1: got I've, I've like I've pulled my hamstrings. I'd be like, I don't
0: want to sit in second. I just want to dance with Kylie Minogue. I just <laughs> want like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, absolutely, be like, be like, absolutely. Like, you need to do ballet. I'm like, but I'm never gonna be a ballet dancer. And now again as it. an yeah. adult, I, I'm so glad I did it. But yeah. I look back and I go, I've had such a great career with what I know, but if if I had applied myself more, how much better it would have been. That's the I thing, already went above and beyond what I ever imagined, mm. but it could have been better if I just applied myself fully to yeah. everything.
1: Realize for three years you have access to an otherworldly amount of information from Squeeze so many for people everything like get as much out of it as you physically can mm-hmm. because you're going to be sat on your ass for quite a lot of the rest of your life going can't afford Ugh! dance class yes can't afford a singing lesson no. Oh, I can't. To, aff- yeah, I've got I to pay rent. Exactly, I've got to pay rent. I've got to go and do. I've got to go and work at the bar to afford to pay rent, which means I have very little time left. Yeah, so and then I I'm can't, tired. Exactly, and I'm tired all the time. The dance class costs eight quid in itself, and I have to get there. The singing lessons like thirty quid an hour. All of this, all yeah. of this stuff adds up. When suddenly you actually have to pay for yourself when you're at, when you're at college you've got all of this at your disposal and it's already been paid for. Yeah. Take it. Yeah,
0: whether you've got a scholarship, it's paid for by someone. Whether your pay- family for pay it's for it's it or you're taking out yeah. a, a loan to pay for it, which blows my mind even more when I people know. take out a loan to pay for college and then don't, don't. apply themselves at college. I'm like...
1: You're wasting your own you're money. Your,
0: <laughs> you're pissing your money away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it blows, it absolutely blows my mind. But I was that person. Oh, exactly. And, and I've done it as well. And that's why whenever I go to students, I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, but I can't stand that class. I don't like singing. Mm. Like, I don't want to be a singer. I'm like, yeah. But do you know what? When you get I'll an ensemble yeah. call for The Greatest Showman when it comes out in the West End in two years' year year. time or whatever next <laughs> year, do you know what I mean? Like yeah you're gonna need to be able to sing absolutely even though it's absolutely. not even though no one's listening to it's just you true.
1: you need th- to be able to hold the tune you, and you need to be able you to get through it, yeah. the audition exactly and in the audition they're just listening to you yeah fine when you get into the show you can relax a bit for a while don't relax ha- too much i <laughs> had
0: an audition for um i think it, i think it was chicago when i was i lived in la for three years and my agent was like we want you to go to this audition and i was like it's musical theater there's no fucking way like i'm not going to that and they're like yeah i know but just go because like It works quiet and I was like do you know what what have I got to lose let's go for shits and giggles and Hugh Jackman was playing the main uh, was it Chicago I don't know I think it was Mm. he was playing the lead in whatever it was doing Billy whatever his name is yeah and then he was doing it for at the Wynn the Wynn Hotel in Vegas they were doing a musical for like a week or a performance for Steve Wynn's wife for his 60th so I was like, fuck it, I'll go. Can
1: you imagine that being your 60th birthday present when you put on a musical? <laughs> with, with Hugh
0: Jackman. <laughs> so I got through the first three dance rounds, which I never thought I'd get through because I haven't done a jazz class since college in 2008. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Jazz so, fourth. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Touch toes, ow. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a mean two-step. Yeah, you know what I mean? I can pop blagged, rock, but yeah. it. Blagged it all the way through, got to the singing call. And I was like, there was like 12 of us left and I think they were casting eight boys. And I was like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, proper proud of myself. And then they're like, right, so what tone do you sing? Are you a baritone, are you this? And I'm literally looking at them all I going, I don't know. I have no idea what everyone's talking about. And I just stood behind the busiest group where there was the most people and blended in and just moved my mouth and didn't sing a word. Or, they knew. Yeah. Of course they knew. This person's been paid for the past 20 years to teach T- singing and yeah. to direct music. He knew I wasn't singing. Yeah. Cut. Like, just because I didn't understand the one word they said, and I went, see, if I went to my singing lessons in college, that I paid for. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Maybe I could have got a job, but now I'll never have that credit that I wanted in the end. Exactly,
1: yeah, exactly. Hindsight is perfect, therefore, assume you're going to need more than you will. And it's that thing as well where it's, particularly in college as well, I find this, where it's like, everyone tries to be everyone's friend. Mm. And, it's, and, like the te- and particularly when you get to that kind of a stage where, you know, you would like, from like 17 and older, where the teachers try, start to become like friends with the students. And then you get caught up in all that kind of like school politics and mm. all that bullshit. And I had this kind of epiphany halfway through sixth form where I was like, I don't need to be best friends with you. I'm here mm. to, like, I'm paying, I'm here to do a class, I'm here to be, like, we can, w- like, have a working relationship, yeah. but I don't need to laugh at your jokes, and I don't need to be in with all of this, and I don't need to validate your coolness. Yeah. I'm here to be, not, I, I will be civil, and I will learn as much as I can from you, but I'm not here to kiss your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's that same kind of thing where people, you know, when they talk about with ballet, where it's like, oh, but I hate that teacher who's a dick. He hates me. It's like, who gives it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're not there Go to be and his learn. friend. Like, exactly. You're not yeah. there to be his friend. And even if even yeah. if you don't like him, prove him wrong by just yeah. learning everything yeah. from him.
0: But he can help show you how to have really nice lines. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly.
1: And, like, if he doesn't like you, then do it to spite him.
0: Yeah. Use that for you. <laughs> exactly. Be the best. Make him hate you more for, for how good you are. Exactly. exactly. Like, so, yeah. my ballet teacher, he, uh, his name was Rob. He was a the most manly ballet dancer I've ever seen. <laughs> I love those guys. He was like six foot three, looked like Prince Charming, like Legs very like handsome. Legs like tree trunks. Yeah, like he was such a bloke. He was a carpenter. Wow. was a second job. He was in the ballet his whole life and then he was teaching me and he used to call me Shrek. <sighs> he used to go, come on Shrek, jump. Jump, you fat shit. Like Yeah. And, and, oh, they and, can, yeah, they're and, awful. And yeah. instead of me using that as, yeah, yeah, watch this. I just stopped going. Yeah, and the only person that lost out was, was me. You. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I'm always yeah. like, "Fuck, I wish I." Yeah, I'd I
1: don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree with any teachers that talk like that, but quite a lot of them, unfortunately, do.
0: But then and it's that thing we have to go. Maybe that was his way of trying to motivate maybe. me. Maybe, maybe he doesn't know any other way to motivate, but yeah, but maybe it was in his way, a uh, lads banter. Yeah, exactly. But as a. Seventeen-year-old insecure exactly. boy in ballet, ballet tights. No. I don't want to be that person anyway. Just, it never ever helps. Nah, never works. But no, I always say to everyone, just just do it. I know yeah. you don't like it, but trust me. Mm. It's on, you're only gonna learn. Be yeah. a sponge. I had,
1: I had one singing teacher. I had one singing teacher who was like that, where it was like, oh god, I just remember, and like they do. It was always that thing where it's like you could. T- like, they'd come in in a bad mood, and then they would just take the bad mood mood out on the children yeah. and like grow up. Hit, yeah. you know that's yeah. not your job to like to bring your personal life into the classroom because i just remember one time i remember one time where it was they were handing out all the sheet music and then for some reason they didn't give someone it and they're walking around <laughs> giving them to everyone and the person went i'm, I'm sorry i haven't got the music they went oh didn't i i come get it and then just threw it on the floor at their feet and made them pick it up and nice. i was like that is disgusting yeah nice. and it's that point where i'm like i've lost any respect i had for you yeah and then and then there was this stupid there was this ridiculous thing where it's like you weren't allowed to bring Drinks into the rooms, even for singing. Like you weren't allowed to bring, in, for example, a cup of tea in like mm. a flask. You could only bring in water. I had a travel flask, uh, and yeah, ultimately I had tea in the flask. But um, you know, <laughs> it was like five o'clock in the evening, and I was tired, and I wanted a cup of tea. So I had a tea in the flask. She was like, "What's in there?" I want "Water." And she was like, "Really?" I was like, "Do you want to try some?" And because I and that was that thing where it was like I didn't, I wasn't rude, but I was like, oh, "You can try it if you want. It's water." No one ever does that to the yeah. teachers. The teachers who are always, and that's that thing where it's like, you can tread that line of standing up to the teacher yeah. without being rude. And that's and thats how, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's that thing, unless you're going to kiss their ass, that's how you get respect out of them. Yeah. Like, don't fuck with me.
0: How? <laughs> for me, how I've managed to get, and I do believe I get yeah. respect of 99.9% of the students I teach, mm. is that I don't place myself higher than them. No. I that's, let them know yeah. as soon as I start teaching them, if it's our first class, like I'm not better than you. Mm. I'm not more important than you. I'm not even your teacher. Yeah. I'm a person who has information, information to in give this them. hour. You need to take as much of it as you can yeah. outside of here. You probably know more than me. Yeah. Like you can all tap dance. I can't. You're all better at ballet than me, but I'm better at hip hop than you. So you need to learn this from me. Yeah. And and that's really how I approach it. And and, though, yeah. And and, th- and
1: I can already tell you, that from being never having actually taught, that's the kind of teachers that works. That's the teacher you work.
0: That's why you get employed. That's yeah. why you're always... And, and I've learned to take that into my work environment on tour. Do you know what I mean? It's not like if you're uh, a dance captain or assistant or you're helping people, don't use your authority like, as a, a tool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just do your job and be nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Show equal boundaries, no matter whether you're a tour manager, whether you're a creative director, whether you're a producer. Exactly. If you just treat everyone the same then we're all going to get along great. Don't be a dick. Don't it's be a dick. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> People really struggle. I
1: know. I'm like, honestly, you go out of your way to be an asshole. I don't understand why you mm. spend so much energy making other people's and ultimately your life worse. Yeah. It's not worth it. So little matters in this life, ultimately. Yeah. S- stop caring about all of this petty bollocks.
0: If you could go back to, if you could tell like 17-year-old you something, what would mm. you tell? Like what advice would you give you that you've learned? Over the past, or, oh my god, only yeah. fucking five years of disgusting <laughs> I sex. I
1: sorry. Um, but um, the, the biggest thing I would say is, generally, treat yourself like your best friend. Because for the longest time, I've been unnes- like unhelpfully mm. harder on myself than anyone else. It's good to have high standards, but it's not good to have constant negative self-talk mm. and constantly shit on yourself and downplay your achievements and... Abscribe them to other things and other people, not take credit for them, and always own mistakes. Mm. That is not helpful. And, like, you know, I still do where it's a thing is, like, as a person, I thrive on more positive than negative criticism. Same. Th- you, you're saying, come on, jump Shrek. That might work for some people, not for me. No. Not for me. That just destroys me. And I just mm. go Ugh, and shrink. Yeah. I'm getting better at that because I, I've noticed that's how I work, so mm. I can fight against it. But it's that thing where it's like, Take yourself out of your own mind for a second and imagine that you're watching someone else go through this. What would you say to them? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you say to yourself. Yeah. So treat- when you,
0: like, it's your little brother or sister. Exactly. What would you treat tell them?
1: yourself like someone you care about? Mm. And that, like, that was a bit of an epiphany I had in the last year or so. And that's the biggest thing because I remember particular, like, in school, alongside as I said, that kind of thing. Like in sick form, I had that realization of like, I don't need to go along with the crowd and like that thing of being. It was another thing I read where it was like. When you stop caring about being cool and just just let things happen yeah. the world goes from being stressful to hilarious really quickly yeah. like when you stop caring about being cool and like trying to fit in with everyone else and just go I'm me I don't care which is an easy thing to say and harder to do but when you finally get to the point where you can do it life suddenly opens up yeah. and you go oh none of this really matters
0: and I think if you've, if you've achieved that already by 23 you're miles ahead of most people because I do believe it is something which comes with age I remember always constantly trying to prove myself to to everyone never to myself no. i believed in myself more than anyone could believe in me and i truly did believe in my like well even again when I, that's
1: better than a lot of people like so i good. was
0: like i if i want to like everyone's like what's your what's your backup plan if you're not gonna make mm. this dancer? oh i'm like that one. i'm like no i'm, no. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna be a dancer yeah. like there's no plan b well, yeah yeah but you when need you gonna to get a real job that's but, really supportive yeah things. like mm. but yeah but what, what if it doesn't work are you are gonna get any qualifications no no it's gonna work like i'm gonna do it but i always struggled with just applying myself to the things I didn't like. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that was always the hard bit. It was hard to motivate myself to do the things I oh, don't definitely. like. Yeah. But I was so eager to do the things, things I did do. like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And that goes back to that thing where it's like realize you're only here for a short, which is, mm-hmm. as I said, hindsight is perfect and it's virtually impossible to when you're in that situation realize this. But if you can. Spoiler alert: You've unlocked something that very other few people are going to do, which is when you realise how valuable your time in college is. Yeah. Therefore, you've now got an advantage over the rest of the people who are acting how you naturally will. Fight that. You're going to get a lot more of out of it than other people. And spoiler alert: It's going to take. It will take them a hell of a lot more to catch up to you when you get out of college if you've come out with more information than them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, as I was saying yeah. just before, then I. It it took me. I was so. St- too busy trying to prove myself to the mm. world and to other people and other people's opinions. And then I got to like 24, 25 and I was like, do you know what? It still doesn't make me happy when they like me. Like them going, yeah. you're cool. It's not changed anything. No. It's not, it, I wasted all that time, time and effort, and effort yeah. trying to impress people. And it didn't change anything in my life. Nothing is different. I don't earn more. I'm not happier. I've not achieved anything different. I'm just using unnecessary energy. So, as soon as I settled within myself and was like, this is who I am, this is how I'm going to conduct myself, and I'm proud of that and I'm happy with that, then people start gravitating to you. Yeah. And then people find you cooler because you're being sincere they find the real version of you
1: ultimately that's the thing it's like oh they're so cool it's like yeah because I mean some people are cool because they kiss ass all the time but the other people who are like oh they're really cool is because they don't care what you think
0: and because they're genuine yeah there's a, there's a, they you are can themselves sense that you can sense that there's a genuine vibe there
1: everyone has a natural bullshit filter bullshit like sensor yeah like and especially in this industry that's the thing it's like you think you can blag it yeah. mm, you're not that, that good 10, of you. you can't you're not <laughs> that good of an actor <laughs> <laughs> well it's the thing as well it's like so many actors are awful liars yeah you know because when you're acting you're pretending to be someone else when you're lying you're pretending to be you
0: yeah like and that's and that's That's a great way of putting it yeah
1: and that's and that's why like for example i know it's one of those weird things that people don't realize unless they're in the industry is like actors hate their getting headshots taken actors hate press calls well a lot some people don't but a lot of them do and that's when and because of course people go into things for different reasons it's when people hate having their headshots done and they hate like doing pieces to camera and doing interviews about themselves mm. or like a podcast or something like this and they get scared for that kind of stuff more than they get on stage mm. it's often because it's like why else do you think that i i pretend to be someone else for a living you yeah know, like my job is to pretend to be other people yeah i'm you're know, like, like you're
0: not enjoying who you actually exactly
1: are. and that's when you realize and it's like okay you need to be able to create a a, a version of yourself and that's and that's mm. that thing where it's like doing something like Holiex as well then exposes you to that side of things mm-hmm. where it's like the more publicity side of things. We have to go do interviews and you have to like, you know, if you're as, lucky... As, enough, you. As, as you, not as your character. Exactly. And you like, you know, you're doing radio, you're doing press interviews and if you're lucky enough, you end up on like Lorraine or something and you're actually yeah. doing TV interviews live. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Thank God I've never actually had to do it properly. <laughs> but, I've, but the idea of that is mortifying and that's when you kind of realise if you're that kind of person who's not that naturally like secure in themselves and you like to play being other people, what you've got to do is you've got to create yourself. You cr- you're creating a public version of yourself. Yeah. Like, and think of that as a character. They are you, but they're the parts of you that you, you want to show in this business setting yeah. because that's where that like line between like reality TV and acting comes in where it's like, if you want to be a personality in reality TV star, then okay, fine. But if you're an actor, remember your personal life is not your job no the blur the lines are blurring and blurring but it doesn't need to be it really doesn't so you only have to share what you're prepared to share because ultimately that's not part of your job mm-hmm. your job is to act yeah so be happy and accepting that you don't need to share your entire life and get a million instagram followers and have everyone hanging on your every word because that does not that's not your job it isn't yeah and that's like that, and also that part where it's this is just a personal gripe where it's like stuff for awards you know you see christian bale lost 30 pounds and you know Mm -hmm. and leonardo dicaprio ate raw meat and that and they get oscars and it's Mm -hmm. i start to see this kind of slip where it seems to be like more and more awards are given for kind of like performance art stunts where i'm like yeah that's an amazing thing they did Mm. and they are good actors but that thing does not mean they're a good actor no. That is not ultimately that is not ju- that that is not a judge of how good an actor they are. They're all great actors anyway because yeah. they're in these films. But it seems to be that it's like and it's I think it's an unhealthy unhealthy precedent to set particularly to younger people that they have to push themselves into these almost dangerous situations to be considered to be like a real actor
0: to to be noticed to be recognized. Exactly.
1: And and, and again that that falls into that whole aspect of mental health which is quite convenient as 2 days ago was World Mental Health Day. I don't know when this is going to go out but um that gives you an idea of when we recorded this. Yeah. Um, as an actor, you have to constantly play with often quite unhealthy mental states, Yeah, like well, putting yourself in those mindsets, and then be able to separate yourself enough. Well, that's why
0: method acting sucks. Exactly. Theoret- like, I, if theor- people yeah. hate me saying that. Oh, no, but I agree acting, with you. Like, everyone yeah. who does serious method acting always somehow ends up a bit fucked like yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean like there's,
1: there's a there's a reason that like you know how many people have played the joker like yeah can you imagine try physically making yourself live as that like hellish creature yeah like that like putting I, and, yourself in that mind space and
0: being like i have to be like this all the what, time all the time exactly i role. think
1: it's fundamentally unhealthy and i it's it's starting to become more accepted now like luckily like a, a friend of mine um uh, Raf started. What is it? Applause for thought, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, um, which she started. It was hilarious because I was literally having the idea of this, and then I saw how she started. It. I was like, Ah, great minds think alike, and also, <laughs> God damn it, you've stolen yeah. it. <laughs> but um, it's the idea that mental health in the arts is a is a particularly like difficult nut to crack, mm-hmm. and it needs to be given the attention that it deserves. Particularly in schools, when you're teaching kids, when you're giving them the, t- as we were saying, when you're yeah. giving them all these tools and all this information, you need to teach them how to look after themselves in the world because the industry is hard, and ultimately, as we said, in, for good and bad, no one cares. No yeah. one cares about like how you're working. No one really, unless unless they are your friend, which is a very few amount of people. They don't care. They about They just care you. that the job gets the done. The job gets done, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But when you when the job is so, you know, in intrinsically linked to like your emotional state that becomes when it's like you've got to be your own cheerleader and make sure you're okay and look after
0: yourself yeah you've got to be your own cheerleader nailed it on the head I say to everyone you've got to be your own biggest fan you've got to be the one backing yourself no matter what you've got to be the one cheering yourself on because not everyone's going to always cheer for you so you've always got to still cheer for you because you can't rely on everyone else's cheers to keep you moving and keep you going because they will go it comes and goes when you've gone six months without a job and you've got to motivate yourself to get through this that's how it works do you know what I mean yeah um yeah that's why method acting is a difficult one for mental yeah. state 100% it's the same as my job everyone mm. thinks that th- like I'm in a strip show everyone go oh you're a, you're a douchebag stripper no, no. I'm a dancer I'm, a human, I'm a human being. I'm a human being. I'm Kane. I'm actually really lovely and I care about people yeah. just because I grind on people's lap doesn't mean I want to do that in the pub after the show. Exactly. And like oh, we God, leave and we fuck. go to the pub yeah. and they go you're the guy on stage you give me a lap dance. Can I touch you? No. No. Why? Well, I was playing I'm not, I was playing a character. Yeah. I was like, working. <laughs> I was working. It's a job. It's a role and people don't, don't seem to understand that.
1: Yeah. And that yeah and that that goes across all sections of this industry like particularly with soaps I've noticed where it's like because that brings you into like the social media side of things which yeah. is a whole other kettle of fish. Abuse. Um. <laughs> Abuse. Yes, exactly. Abuse. <laughs> but um where I, more than more than most, I would say with soaps, people really don't be, people really struggle to separate the actor from the character. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I played a lovely cute kid who yeah. everyone loved, and just you know there's two types of characters in soaps. There's characters that do bad shit and there's characters that have bad shit happen to them. yeah there's people you hate and people you feel sorry for. Yeah, those are the two types of characters you have ultimately. I've probably just like broken everything, but yeah. it's like you can divide any character into one of those two groups. I was one of the ones that people feel sorry for. My friends who were the evil characters, oh my god, the amount my of abuse. F- like people saying, like, they're going to spit on them in the mm-hmm. street. If they ever saw them, they'd cut their hair off.
0: My friend Kai was in Hollyoaks. He played the paedophile. Kai? Kai Owen. Oh my god, he's yeah. lovely.
1: I love him.
0: And I've had him on the podcast, and he was saying, like, the abuse he was getting from Insane. playing that role. Like people sending him death threats, people trying to find where he lives, yeah. people it's messaging scary. him. Like people being horrible to him in the street. Yeah. And it's like, it's a role, guys. It's not, really, mean, it's not really. A
1: in a weird, perverse way, you're essentially giving me a compliment on my job. Yeah. The fact that you hated me that much, yeah. but also, please don't kill me. Yeah. yeah. Please it's, don't hurt my family. Exactly. It's insane. It's really insane. Oh. No, it is.
0: Bob, <laughs> no, it is crazy. I commend you. <laughs> Thank <laughs>
1: you very much. And I commend you.
0: I'd be into, I, feel, I just feel like it's like speaking to a 30 year old and take that as a, a, a Thank lovely you. thing. I mean,
1: you know, for good and for worse, I've. What is it? I've been in like the industry, like. For Actually, a long time. I doesn't mean, it's like, while I am only 22 and I'm very aware of that, like, I've been around adults in this industry for coming up on 12 years now. Yeah, so I've, it's been a long time. It, it's been, like, while I am very young and I still have a, I have a hell of a lot to learn, particularly yeah. with just adulting and that kind of stuff, it's like, I've been very lucky to be around enough people for long enough that I've slowly absorbed stuff from yeah. them. That's me, i like, it's that thing where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I accept that, like I know a lot, but I'm not claiming it's my. You know it's not my. Yeah. It's not on me.
0: Hey. It's on other people. <laughs> hey, let's let's be realistic. No one really makes up this shit. We all hear it, and we all adapt it, and we all pass it on as Absolutely. if it was ours. But nothing's really ours. <laughs> we're not all that clever. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. like everything yeah. I've taught, everything yeah. I teach someone was taught, taught to me. me. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Every every conversation yeah. you have, you've all had. The little, the, you've the, normally had with someone little, else. Yeah. You're
1: always just like picking things up as you go. It's that same thing we were talking about, where it's like you learn every, you know, learn every type of style of things and pick what works for you you know a little a tiny thing that i saw what was i can't remember i think i saw it of all things i think i saw it in the trailer for kevin spacey's masterclass
0: Nice.
1: which uh, you know weird thing but it was like i genuinely never thought of this and this is genius where he was supposedly he was told by a focus puller when he was acting he went hey kid they're not paying to see the top of your head when you stand up keep your head up and when you hmm. stand when you stand up from a chair rather than normally when you well, stand up do you do this yeah when you stand up do that and it yeah. suddenly makes it so much more powerful. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, you're right. It's those little nuggets that you suddenly keep yeah. and you just store away in your little pocket of yeah.
0: knowledge that you can then
1: claim as yours. <laughs> little knowledge
0: bombs which you go, fuck. Yeah. I, I've got one. My one was follow your intention. So Ooh. as a dancer, everyone, where we learn to a mirror mm. and you perform to the camera, but we always keep our head there. Yeah. And like in everyday life, your head doesn't, no. your head is connected. Yeah. So I always say like, if you're pointing at something, like if there's a, or you put an arm out, let your intention follow it because it's going to look nicer it's going to feel nicer it will look it far more natural it makes sense and you, then it's like yeah. oh that's why in ballet when you do a port de bras you follow your port de bras you follow your intention that was mine I remember Devin Perry said to me a dancer from LA he went yeah you should always follow your intention why is everyone staring at themselves in the mirror and I was like oh, oh my god yeah <laughs> wow I never thought of that <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean and then you go oh everything's easier now
1: yeah everything makes a lot more sense and suddenly yeah. it flows more and it looks natural because yeah. your body knows how to move yeah naturally you know naturally Exa- well, so but if you, you let your head go then the rest of the body's going to and then suddenly it looks more natural
0: yeah which makes sense standing up really because yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not going down there. Nah, you're going, oh. <laughs> so why am I looking? Yeah. Why am I, mean, I looking it also, down Yeah, and
1: it's those little things to play to the camera, which then means they can stay on you as you stand up because normally they're cut away if you look down because it looks stupid. But if you look and you stand up, you can keep the shot. And that's how those, you're like, I don't know how they do it. It's like, you know, when people go, they're amazing actors. They are amazing actors. Yeah. But a lot of the time, it's little tricks yeah. as well that you only learn through experience that help you, you know, it's the, as I said, it's like focus your energy in the camera more so than you would normally. It's yeah. those little things, like if you're doing a cross shoot with someone and you're looking at them, look at their eye closest to camera. Don't look them square in the face. Yeah. Look at the edge of their face that's closest to the camera.
0: Because yeah. then your
1: eyes are closer to the lens and it looks... and it makes the shot look more intense because ah, you're, you're closer to the... closer. The little thing, little yeah, thing. so you're
0: not actually looking at their eye, but it yeah, looks you're like looking, you're looking yeah, at like their Yeah, like if eye. the
1: camera's over that shoulder now, yeah. I'd be looking there rather than straight in the middle of your face, there, because then on the camera, my eyes are actually... They'll see more They'll my, see
0: the middle of your pupils, not the yeah, side of your pupils. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's very clever. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Crazy. Well, dude get you out of here It's been out. you're going to watch a show tonight I right? am indeed Yeah, I've got a, I'm,
1: going to, I'm going to see Merry Wives of Windsor at the Globe it's oh. the last night and my mate's been in it since May and I didn't really it's that thing where you yeah. go oh my god the last night is tonight
0: yeah, I have so to see it. I
1: have to go see it so I'm heading off down there and in fact um, have a great night my you sister's watching
0: you. yay <laughs> I
1: found this out yesterday brilliant I'm trying to work out where she sat
0: <laughs> please let me know <laughs> I haven't she? told her. She has to be above eighteen to be in, so we're safe. Oh yeah,
1: she's twenty six, seven, Perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a girlfriend. She's lucky. Otherwise, <laughs> you're lucky. Otherwise, you'd have a brother-in-law um, <laughs> <laughs> and a nephew. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. Thank you so right. much for coming on. It's thank been for an much absolute pleasure. Me. Thanks for coming out. You're taking time out of your day. I'm sorry. I'm hungover. Mate, like it's a fine.
1: Mother. I d- thank thank you for letting me. Scream in your face when you're hungover Oh dude it's been brilliant <laughs> I was
0: like oh thank fuck he likes talking Because I'm dying <laughs> <laughs> So this was a podcast by Richard Oh <laughs> uh, thank you It's been a pleasure dude And where can people find you It's just oh, they can find, uh, Instagram they can f- at yeah. Richard Linnell right? it's,
1: Yeah Instagram it's Richard underscore Linnell uh, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter it's Septimus Because I made that back when I was a child <laughs> uh, It's spelled S-E-P-T-A-M-U-S It's a misspelled character from a book series I read mm. when I was 10
0: And am I right in thinking you have a podcast too?
1: no I don't I've been on other people yeah, okay. the, the link in my I was dis- going to the say g- there's a link in your bio there's a link in my bio which is an episode of my other mate's podcast that yeah. I was on and, no, I, I,
0: and I only it. saw it as I was messaging <laughs> you going, going to meet you downstairs it said pod bean or something like that I was yeah. like,
1: He's got one as well. No, I've always thought <laughs> yeah. about doing one, but then I it's always that thing where I was like, I'd love to do one, but what will I talk about? Oh. Because because there's always 'cause it's like well, I always have that idea.
0: You've just talked about a lot, which I people know, could hear. I
1: know, but it's easy to go on other people's other people's podcasts and yeah. do that same kind of one episode's worth where you talk about yourself. But when yeah. you've got when you're hosting a podcast as you know, that's a totally different thing where you've got to then like what's because the show just can't be about you because it yeah. can only be like one and a bit episodes long you've got to work out what the actual idea of the show is yeah so i've never i've never got to that iteration stage one day maybe we'll talk when we
0: finish. i've got an idea for you already i'm really good okay. at coming up with ideas and i'm really shit at executing them okay see, i'm that I'm, great.
1: I'm the opposite i can never come up with shit if someone gives me an idea i am be like great okay let me do this dude
0: i come up with a business plan every day for a different business and i've started absolutely zero of them Standard. Yeah, I'm like, no, I can't do it. I've got to go to the gym. Yeah, I've got to do a show. I live on tour bus. <laughs> well, I mean, for bus. you, that's. I
1: was gonna say for you, that's work. You've got that to spend, is work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, dude, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. We out, motherfuckers. What?